Hey, everybody. Sorry that I'm late today with the podcast. I've been on the road. Uh, my teenage daughter had a out-of-state volleyball tournament, and we left at the crack of dawn and just got back. And today is one of those days where there's so much to talk about. First and foremost, it is likely that Donald Trump is going to be arrested tomorrow, barring some late-stage <laughs> theatrics. Uh, he will be placed under arrest, and we will very likely see the unsealed indictment. So that's on my mind, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow because it's going to happen tomorrow. Today, I want to talk about something that by the time you hear this, you will probably have heard about it all day long, but I just got to put it on the record. Yesterday, the LSU women's basketball team won the national championship against Iowa. And there were a lot of racial politics in that game. Iowa is an all-white team. LSU is nearly an all-black team. But one of the star players of LSU, after, during and, and after the victory, uh, did something called the, the You Don't See Me sign from John Cena, where he waves his five fingers over his face. You don't see me. She did this, Angel Reese, one of the star players for LSU, did this in the face of one of the star players of Iowa who had previously done it herself. And white folk lost their minds and have been so wildly disrespectful. And not just conservatives. Before we make this a thing about conservatives, I'm talking about white men on the so-called left and right have just been wildly racist and disrespectful. I've got to unpack and explain it and tell you why it matters and why we need to talk about it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. I say this all the time, but I'm a huge sports fan. And so any excuse I ever get to talk about sports, to watch sports, I'm all in. It's my escape. But in the United States, racism always has a way of finding itself onto the field, onto the court, into the arena, into the team, into some fiber of the being of that sport. In professional sports, throughout every professional sport, also in amateur and college sports, racism is still very much a deep part of it. And while many of us, myself included, want to enjoy and watch sports as a form of escape, we never get to fully escape because racism and bigotry continues to rear its ugly head. I have so many friends who are professional athletes who still, on a daily basis, have to deal just with racism from fans. And, you know, people thought that stuff ended in 1955 or 1965. Hell no. The treatment of black players by white fans all over the country and around the world is despicable. And people think because those athletes are well paid that, number one, that you're paying them, you're not. And two, that you have some say 
over how you treat them because you bought a ticket or bought some paraphernalia is gross. It's been gross. And nobody is abused more by white fans than black athletes. And last night was the women's national championship game in the NCAA college basketball championship. And the tournament was great. And the tournament had a lot of hype. There are a lot of star women players right now. And the final four was a really big deal. They were upsets. And in the finals, it ended up being LSU, that's Louisiana State University, versus Iowa. And Iowa as a state is super white, and Louisiana as a state is super black. But the same is true for those two universities, LSU and Iowa. And you have to say that because white fans in particular seem to have really latched on to cheering for Iowa to win this game and to win the last round and the game before that, in part, and I want to be fair and transparent here, because Iowa has a phenomenal player named Caitlin Clark, who is amazing, period. No excuses, no buts. An amazing basketball player. I love to watch her play. Caitlin Clark is white. And Caitlin Clark is known Her reputation is talking trash. She's known for talking trash. She is known that ESPN did a special last week before everything that went down yesterday ever took place, was ever imagined, before it was even known that those would be the two teams that would play. ESPN did a special on Caitlin Clark and what they call the clapback and how how she talks an amazing amount of trash on the court. And it was a highlight of the NCAA tournament. And we got to be real. Part of what makes it novel is that it's a white woman playing in a way with a style that people often reserve and think about for black athletes. In fact, I heard multiple times before, before last night's game ever took place, that Caitlin Clark, who is as white as a white woman could be, has swag. I was like, well, does she have swag? Because swag means something very particular. But what they meant was like, whoa, on the court, she's got flavor. She's got moxie. She's, and, she, and it mainly meant that she had supreme confidence and talked major trash. I heard her tell players to literally shut the F up, but she didn't say F. She did in a game, the John Cena, you can't see me sign. And all of that stuff was super viral because it was novel for a white woman to do those things. And before you knew it, even though Caitlin Clark is universally held up as the best or one of the best women's basketball players in the nation, they started calling her team a Cinderella team. I won't even get into the racial identity of Cinderella and the Cinderella motif. But people started romanticizing that team winning and winning against a lot of all black or nearly all black teams. And as they went deep, deep into the NCAA tournament, eventually going all the way to the finals, they were pitted against a phenomenal team anchored by multiple star players with a hall of fame coach LSU And 
And Caitlin Clark and Iowa lost the game. And at the end of the game, as the game was ending and after the game, there was a player uh, from LSU who was doing the same things that Caitlin Clark had been doing. Her name is Angel Reese. She is a superstar. She has a superstar personality and she's a superstar player. And she started doing the you can't see me sign, just waving her hand in front of her face and was trying very hard for Caitlin Clark, the white woman, to see it. She wanted her to see it. And she began pointing at her ring finger like, we got the ring. And that was it. Okay. She didn't say, she didn't tell, as Caitlin Clark had told people to shut the F up. Uh, Angel Reese didn't say that. Okay. For me and for a lot of basketball fans, it was just like, wow, it's intense out there. You know, I was laughing and giggling. The team I wanted to win, the players I wanted to win won. And that was that. But almost immediately, I mean, within seconds, white sports commentators, white media members, not just random faceless trolls, but people like Dave Portnoy, who is a lifelong bigot and racist who started uh, Barstool Sports. Can't stand him. Horrible human being. And, and who I would say is on the right or the center right, Dave Portnoy. And then Keith Oberman, a man who was a longtime host of Sports Center, had a show on MSNBC and, and still commentates on the news through his social media and other outlets of podcasts. Keith Oberman, who was on the left, posted something horrible and atrocious. And I'm going to say right after the break what they said, but how much it contrasted with what everybody said when Caitlin Clark said and did all these horrible things herself. We'll be right back. We have a quick word from some of our sponsors. Stick with us. And so, thanks for sticking with us. And so, Dave Portnoy called Angel Reese, excuse my language, parents, teachers, and other people who might be listening to this with your students, excuse my language for the next few minutes, uh, called her uh, a piece of shit. And just like flat out said, you know, that's who she was. And then Keith Oberman uh, chimed in and, and basically said, you know, something just as bad. And, you know, one, this woman was just a teenager. She's a young woman, you know, like literally she's younger than my two oldest daughters. And, you know, they're my kids, but a 20 year old is very close to being a kid. And if you've ever been in college, you, you know, when you're in college, you have one foot in the childhood space and one foot in adulthood. You're a young adult at best, an extended child at most. and that white men found it necessary not to be like, hey, I don't know how I feel about that. Or, hey, that's not really sportsmanlike. Or, you know, that's not necessary. But went straight to calling her atrocious names, like foul language. It's like, hold on. Why do you feel that way about her but you never felt that way about Caitlin Clark. And let me be, let me even go a step farther. Both of those men, but particularly Dave Portnoy, but both of them 
are known for being classless and sometimes having no tact. Dave is known for bigotry, misogyny, I mean, outright racism and white supremacy. He has told atrocious jokes and stories about rape. He's been accused of mistreating people at almost every step of his career. This man is known for being classless and ugly and horrible. For him to call this woman that, it's like, what? For men who make their living off of covering and talking about sports that are dominated by black people, but to demean this black woman in such a way, in a way that just didn't seem to bother either man, again, on the left or the right, either white man on the left or the right, when Caitlin Clark, a white woman, did it, when she told players to shut the F up, when she talked trash all season long, it, it made her into a folk hero. When Angel Reese talked trash for, a, for about 30 seconds in this game, and not talk trash, just pointed at her finger and did the John Cena sign, all of a sudden you have expletives reserved for her. It made many of us feel like what Keith Oberman and Dave Portnoy wanted to say was the N-word. And instead, they just went to what was available to them. Whenever you let your guard down about racism and bigotry in America, this country has a way of reminding you, hold on now, hold on. We are the headquarters. We are HQ of racism in the world. This is America has pioneered new and fresh ways to be racist every single day of the year. And just when you think it can be about basketball, they have to drag us back in. And as soon as I got in the car this morning at literally 5.30 in the morning, instead of being able to just talk about the game and celebrate LSU and their phenomenal players, they had to talk about all of this. And... In the end, you know, what you see is that white men seem to enjoy a level of trash talk from a white woman that just seems to unnerve them when it comes from from a black woman. And here's the thing. Praise God for Angel Reese, because while I'm doing my podcast here, go to my Instagram and hear her and how brilliant she was after the game. The clip is on my Instagram page. We're speaking up for her because she's being attacked, and she deserves to have her brothers particularly speak up for her, but the sister can speak for herself. And she just said, listen, this is what they've been saying about me all year long, and I'm just going to be myself. And I'm doing this for black girls and girls who look like me so they know that they can be themselves too. Listen, I've got to run. I just, gosh, what a busy day. Uh, just ripping and running all day long. We'll be right back here tomorrow. And listen, if you are not yet a member, we are on our big membership push. Uh, we have nearly a month left where we're trying to get uh, 6,000 new members. We're now at like 5,300 more that we need. And so please get us there. Push us over the top. Go now to the Northstar.com and join us today. Take care, everybody. Break it down. 
I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mm-hmm.